Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Coyotes, the daily podcast covering your Arizona Coyotes. I'm your host, Robbie Leonio. Been here for quite a while. Obviously, we've been uh, slowing down some of the uh, some of the episodes because well, these, this offseason is super slow. But this last week wasn't slow for the Arizona Coyotes. Quite a bit of news coming up. Um, lots to talk about in terms of prospects as well as trade information today. We have a uh, guest from fiverhowling.com, uh, one of my good friends from the, uh, from the UK, James Reeve. James, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's been, it's good, good to have you on. It's been quite the week because the, uh, the Arizona Coyotes just, on like you know as we're getting ready to round out the week uh last week went to sign liam kirk to an entry-level contract how exciting is that well um from a british standpoint it's it's pretty huge um there's not been very many um british born and trained players that have been drafted into the nhl let alone actually receive an entry-level contract with a team. And this has kind of been something that may not have even happened um, just a few weeks ago. And there's been a lot of people on this side of the the Atlantic calling for it, uh, myself included. And yeah, um, as of, I believe, Thursday, Friday time, it seems that a deal has been agreed. Uh, Dan Milstein, Liam Kirk's agent, posting on social media that a contract has been agreed by the two parties so yeah it's pretty it's been a pretty uh pretty great couple of days um seeing all the responses to to the news to my knowledge i I believe this contract you know obviously an entry-level deal is three is three years so it seems it's gonna be what three years eight hundred thirty thousand sounds about right yeah, um, Craig Morgan, who obviously, if you're an Arizona Coyotes fan, you know all about Craig. Um, he reported that it's um, around the same deal that another seventh round pick of the Coyotes, Ben McCartney, received um, just a few weeks ago. So, yeah, it should just be o- o- just over 830000 roughly, including including bonuses and stuff. So tell me about the, uh, the, the timeline here, because um, I remember... It was shortly after the Worlds in which, you know, obviously uh, a lot of people were kind of asking about Liam Kirk because, you know, by then everyone knew his name because he was, well, he was one of the best players in Worlds. And uh, I believe it was like, you know, about maybe like a week after or a few days after where the, essentially the Coyotes told him like he's allowed to talk to other teams in, in preparation for maybe a potential trade of his rights over to them. Um, and then this contract comes in. So like, you know, what, what's this, t- what, what does the timeline look like? And, you know, what, what, what do you know about all this? So it's, um, it's been a bit of a roller coaster actually. Um, and 
really, it stemmed. So last year, the Worlds obviously was cancelled due to COVID. So Kirk, after his second year playing for the Peterborough Peets uh, in the OHL, didn't have an opportunity to play internationally um, a year ago. So he was kind of one of these prospects that most NHL teams, I guess, wouldn't really think much about. He's a seventh round pick out in 2018. And then a year goes by, he has to play um, kind of with a mishmash of teams. I mean, he played for three different club teams this year, starting off in the third tier of Sweden, went to the second tier of England, and then back to the top tier of England again uh, with the Sheffield Steelers, the team he was drafted from. Put up some great performances across all three levels, really. And then, obviously, was named to the Great Britain team. And he goes on to have this sensational tournament, scores seven goals, which was, I believe, joint top um, in the tournament, nine points in seven games for Britain, was named to the All-Star team, and suddenly everyone's talking about about him. Um, myself included, um, I wrote a piece for Five for Howling about how I felt the Coyotes really needed to kind of pay attention to him. And there was a lot of um, voices over here um, calling for the same thing. And there were reports from Craig and Craig Morgan initially saying, oh, maybe the Coyotes don't really view him as a legitimate NHL prospect. Um, I believe Mark Bell, the um, the Coyotes director of um, development, had an interview over here uh, on a podcast, the British uh, Ice Hockey podcast, interviewed him. And he spoke a little bit about what he had seen from, from Liam um, over his time, primarily in juniors, the things that he was doing, you know, really well, things that he thought needed to be worked on. And when I listened to that, it kind of gave me this sense that actually maybe he won't ever get this this offer from the Coyotes. Maybe the Coyotes, who, you know, they've changed a lot since the since Kirk was drafted. John Shake has gone. A lot of the scouting department has been overturned. You've got Bill Armstrong's GM now. All of these changes have come in. So maybe the Coyotes were looking to move on. And then you got the report from Elliot Friedman, out of Sportsnet saying, oh, the Coyotes have allowed Kirk to talk to other teams. But then within within almost a day, maybe two at most, suddenly the talk changed to actually Bill Armstrong was really likes what he's seen from Kirk. The scouting department of the Coyotes had their, their like department meeting and Kirk was um, brought up and talked about. I know that Kirk had a Zoom call with Bill Armstrong directly and where they were talking about what an ELC could look like for him and where the team views his development going forward. And then suddenly going from actually the team might move on from this kid despite his phenomenal world championships performance, which actually saw him score his first ever points for the senior team GB team, um, to now actually signing this contract. Obviously, the Coyotes haven't been able to announce it themselves officially because it was signed after June 1st. According to Craig Morgan, uh, teams can't officially announce any uh, ELCs uh, now until July 
uh, July 28th or something like that. So um, while it's not been made official by the team, yeah, it's it's been a bit of a roller coaster. It's gone from looking very, very, very unlikely to suddenly happening. So just in a matter of days, or really, uh, all all of this happens. Really wild to see that. But uh, to uh, obviously a lot of the a lot of hockey fans in Great Britain, they're excited to have uh, you know a a guy representing them over in the in the National Hockey League. And for Coyotes fans, you guys uh, you guys are going to eventually see a pretty good prospect coming up into their pipelines. We're going to be talking a little bit more about uh, Liam Kirk as well as uh, some other uh, news regarding the Arizona Coyotes. Spoiler alert, we're going to talk a little bit of Oliver ekman Larson. That's going to be coming up in just a sec. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar. It is the best-tasting protein bar in the land. Over nine different flavors. You can choose from coconut to mint brownie, salted caramel. And now, again, I'm just going to ramble on because, that's because again, all these flavors are absolutely phenomenal. And if you don't know which ones to pick, just go ahead and, you know, on the website, you can make a uh, mix box. You get two of each of the nine flavors. Um, it is absolutely phenomenal. And then you can pick what you want from there. Don't just take my word for it. Go ahead and try it yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off your first order. Once again, that is the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, the number 15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And we're back here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast, Robbie Leonio and James Reeve of FiverHowling.com. We're talking uh, Liam Kirk and uh, among a few other Arizona Coyotes news that come out over, over the last week. Uh, and uh, I just want to round out the uh, the final bit of stuff just talking about Liam Kirk. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, we talked about the timeline. We talked about, you know, the kind of just in general uh, of this contract being signed. But uh, but James, you got a chance to watch this guy in Worlds and really what this player is about. How excited should Coyotes fans be that this guy's finally in the pipeline? If I'm honest, I, I personally I think very excited. I mean, it's very rare that a seventh round pick even gets uh, an entry level contract, and it's very rare that a seventh round pick will develop and progress quite at the rate that I feel Kirk has since being drafted. Um, his draft year, he played 52 games in the British top professional league um, for, the St- for the Steelers, and he put up just 16 points in total, nine goals. He then goes to Peterborough in the OHL, and he earns 97 points, 47 of which were goals in 110 games. Give, gets given... Um, the alternate captain's A for his second year. So they clearly see some sort of leadership um, characteristics from him with that regard. And then he played in a brief um, like Elite League series back in Britain this season where um, playing for the Steelers once again, 14 games he played, he scored 10 goals and had 20 total points. So if that was extrapolated to the same 52 games he played in his draft year, he would be on pace to put up 74 points in the British top tier. So, I mean, there's been a significant jump in the three years that he's played, including a pandemic that has limited his opportunities to train. You know, all ice rinks in this country were shut down. Um, 
being opened and then closed again because of various waves and all sorts. So he's had a really tough time this past year to get consistent ice time. And yet he has produced offensively across the board. And then he goes and he plays for Britain and he lights up the tournament in a great way. Britain as a team had their best like ever performance in the world championships. He now holds the record for the most goals scored by a British player in the world championships in their history. Um, and as just from watching him, you could see the development and the changes in his game that um, may not have been there when he was initially drafted. So, I mean, he's a very offense-heavy player, great on the forecheck. He's got a great shot. He doesn't mind, you know, sitting in front of, like, taking it to the net, getting into those dirty areas, fighting along the boards. He's fine in the offensive zone doing all of that. But quite often when he was on the ice and Britain was going up against, you know, like Russia, like big teams like that, he was often back-checking and playing a smart defensive game that he has clearly been working on and developing over the last few years. And he is starting to round out as more of an, a 200-foot game, um, which he didn't have before. And I think that now he has an opportunity to truly develop within an NHL system. The talk seems to be that he's likely to end up going to Tucson uh, with the Roadrunners. And obviously you've covered a lot of the Roadrunners yourself, so you'll get to have a good look at Kirk when he when he arrives. But I think he's going to really flourish because the Elite League now, I mean, in years gone by, the Elite League was often criticised for being kind of a retirement league or like a, uh, a fighter's league, an enforcer's league, um, where players like Paul Bissonnette went during the lockdown went and uh, put up huge points because that was the, the the gulf in the quality. But the league has developed so much since then that now it's more akin to the ECHL. And if he's able to put up, you know, the equivalent of 74 points in 52 games at roughly the ECHL level, then it's the AHL that he needs to be really working in and developing in, uh, developing in. And I think that when he gets to go to the run, the road runners, they're going to see a player that could really explode and surprise everyone. A bit like you know your Connor Garlands or your Michael Buntings. They might have, they might take a, a few more years to get to NHL level, but since they've been there, they've been like they've been impressive and they've done excellent at the AHL level. And I think Kurt could be the next one that does that. Ooh, you're just making me super excited because I'm, you know, hoping to be covering the Roadrunners for for another season. And if Liam Kirk is there, if he's anything like like what you said, I'm like, again, that's that's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing with Kirk as well is because of his offensive style, he's going to be quite an exciting player to play, uh, to watch, sorry. Um, he's always going to be driving towards the net. He's going to be making some great, like, shots, um, you know, from from everywhere along the uh, the offensive zone. But as I said, his defensive play has really evolved since being drafted. And I think that if he if he is given that shot to develop with the Roadrunners, he can become 
a really solid guy for them as he works to try and break into the NHL. Again, I'm yeah, I guess super excited. I'm and I and I hope Coyotes fans, yeah, I hope you guys are all super excited from just hearing James here talk about about Liam Kirk and you know the kind of player he is and how much he's developed since uh uh since being drafted and what he's done. Uh super exciting and super um you know again awesome that he's uh f- um set to sign get to officially sign that ELC like you said really w- coming official um later this summer when that date finally opens. Uh, but uh, we got some other Coyotes news to talk about. We will uh, talk about uh, some news regarding the captain, Oliver ekman Larson. That will be coming up in just a sec. But first, I want to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Uh, with the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs now in the final four, we're still got a few more games left of this fi- of the uh, semifinals. On top of a lot of other stuff going on, you know, the NBA, the uh, the MOB, and the UFC, everything like that. BetOnline is the place to go to make your bets on all of those. Before any of these, you know, games, ne- next games start, go ahead and go to BetOnline and on your laptop or your mobile device, check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as you know, well, especially for these hockey, these hockey teams, these final four teams prep to try to win Lord Stanley's Cup. Head to the website or use mobile device. Sign up for an account today. Receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do use the promo code LOCKEDON, L O C K E D O N, and you can get that fifty percent welcome bonus. Once again, that's the promo code LOCKEDON on Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And we're back here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Coyotes is this show. Robbie Leone with James Reeve of FiverrHowling.com. Today, we uh, again, we just, fin- you know, just finished talking about uh, Liam Kirk and the excitement of uh, regarding the entry-level deal, him signing with the Arizona Coyotes, and uh, you know what we're expecting from him. But now it is time to shift focus for this last segment to talk a little about other news. We have some uh, news developing over the last half day or so where it seems that Arizona Coyotes captain Oliver ekman Larson may be hitting the trade market um, sometime, you know, very soon. James, what do you know about this? So report has come out from Sportsnet in Canada that the, the Coyotes are once again looking at um, moving on from Oliver ekman Larson. Obviously, it was a well-documented um, event, so to say, so to speak, uh, last off-season, where it was quite obvious the Coyotes were trying to part ways with OEL. Um, he obviously has the full no-move clause, so he set the team a deadline for them to find a deal. Obviously, they weren't able to do that, so he remained with the team for the 2021 season. Um, at the time, he was only willing to let the team explore trades with the Vancouver Canucks or the Boston Bruins. Now, this time around, from what the report says, is that the team and the player are considering a different approach 
to this. Um, the team is going to effectively go to the rest of the league and kind of see what they can get in return for the captain. Will they get value? What sort of assets could they get in return? Is there any expectation of salary retention? The whole the whole situation. And then once they find that, they will go back to OEL and kind of present him with his options. That's going to be an interesting, uh, you know, way of you know way of going about that because you know i'm looking at some of the things for oliver oliver larson i'm sure yeah you know this guy would be a high sought like highly sought after defenseman for you know for any team uh you know especially you know at his age you know he's 29 but that you know that aav might be hard for a lot of teams to swallow you know 8.2 million is quite a bit of money yeah and what makes that tough as well is that what his his AAV is 8.25 for the next 6 years but over the next 3 years each year he earns 10.5 million in total salary so over the next 3 years he'll earn a total of 31 and a half million dollars of his contract which you know for a lot of teams especially in this current climate where you know fans haven't really been able to go to that many games um you know, you had the bubble last year, lots of re- lost revenues and all sorts. It's going to be quite a heavy hit financially over the next three years. So there's going to have to be probably a bit of sweetening from the Coyotes if they are serious about getting something done. Although one of the things I will say, too, about a potential deal like this is, you know, obviously it, you know, it would hurt to see a captain go and you know, Oliver Malesson's done you know a fantastic job as captain uh, of the Coyotes. But if you look, you know, you know, in my in my perspective, I want like I want to get yours too on this. Is this Coyotes team has this you know this young upcoming you know uh, talent that to me is pretty excited for the future. Obviously, we're talking about Liam Kirk, and you know, obviously he might still be a couple years away from from the NHL. But you know, what we have here for the Coyotes is is uh, young players who are proving themselves to be huge obviously jacob chicken is not even 24 um and he's you know he and he's only getting paid you know 4.6 and you know obviously on the forward side connor garland and uh a few other and a few other guys like and you know and the michael buntings like this this team is like going to be eventually focused on that you know you want to spend you like a lot of these guys are already going to become ufas either now or in the next few years and the Coyotes want to pay these guys too. Um, and they want to, you know, build around this young core. And, you know, when you have a guy who's about to approach the other side of 30 and pay, being paid eight, over $8 million, yeah, I could see why the Coyotes want to do it. And it makes sense to me. Yeah. And uh, especially in the with the flat cap as well. I mean, they still don't even know how long the, flat, the cap's going to stay flat for. OEL currently accounts for 10.1% of the team's cap um, at the moment, which, you know, is a lot. And it doesn't expire for another six years. Um, this offseason, the Coyotes have just over 31 million in cap space, but they've got a lot of guys to consider. They've got a lot of pieces that they need to put together. The expansion draft is obviously coming up. So how would that affect the team going forward? And I think 
from Craig Morgan's recent report that the Coyotes may be looking at a quick turnaround rebuild, um, trying to get younger, offload some of these older contracts that are probably going to hold the team down in the next few years, try and come up with a new identity around whoever is going to be the head coach. And I think if he doesn't go this year, Ekman Larson's time with Coyotes probably won't last very much longer. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how this timeline goes. Yes, and I, I got you mentioned with this, with, with, especially with the uh, the expansion draft coming up because they got to figure out because you know uh, how are they, you know, where are the protections going to go and everything like that. Because well, obviously you don't want to. Uh, there's yeah, there's a lot of moving parts with that. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, and you know they've they've got a lot of older like defensemen in particular that are coming off the books this summer. How is their defensive core going to look next season? Jacob Chikrin has had this phenomenal growth over the last few years. This year, I think he really showed the league he is a legit top pairing defenseman. He's still 23 years old. He's got arguably the best contract going in the league now just because it's less than five and he's still so good. And you've got to wonder how the team is going to shape up um, moving forward. If OEL is not a part of that, hopefully that means that the team can get some good young assets or even draft picks to then get young assets that they can start using and building around as over the, the next few years. All that just show, shows a good reason why you know, everything, like, it all makes sense. And again, like I said, I heard earlier, it, you know, it would hurt to see your captain go. But you know, if you're, if you're, as a Coyotes fan, you gotta you gotta look forward, and you know, and like I said, you see these young guys, and, and even you said it too. It's, like it's they gotta focus on that, and especially if you know whatever coach they want to build around. We still don't know. We still don't have a head coach. Um, that's who, something we're gonna have to figure out too. Um, and who's it gonna be? It seems it's it's gonna be a super young guy, a guy who doesn't have NHL head coaching experience. Um, we, obviously I, I think one of the interviews last week was Mike Van Ryan. Um, he's my favorite for the, uh, for, for that job. But, uh, and I, of course that would, would make sense too, because that, you know, he knows 80% of the guys on the roster. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how this all shapes out. Yeah. The Coyotes, I mean, they've gone through some tough times over the years this year, a whole bunch of stuff kept getting thrown up and, Hopefully, the way that things can kind of heal and improve is by having a clear direction in where the team wants to go and needs to go. It needs to get younger. They need to get a bit more expansive with their offensive play. And I think that they've got some really nice young players that they can build around. Garland has flourished uh, since he's stepped up to the NHL. He's going to get paid this offseason. You've got, I mean, Christian Dvorak's still got a great contract for the next four years. Nick Schmaltz as well is still a guy that can be great. Clayton Keller has grown and I think had arguably one of his better seasons this year um, for the Coyotes. And I just think that 
it will be really sad to see OEL go and miss out on that, but it may need to be the move that happens to help the team actually achieve that. One thing I will say, a, a, a another positive thing for uh, for the Coyotes moving forward with all these contracts coming up too on, on top of that is um, even with that OEL contract they currently in place this offseason, they have over $31 million to play with. Yeah. They've got money to spend. Yeah, and you know, I believe Craig Morgan said it himself, Bill Armstrong's quite pleased that he'll have that much money to spend because he can really work on building the team that he wants because you got to remember like like 90% of this roster was John Chakers. He all he, all Armstrong really was able to do was figure out a few of like the bottom six uh, pair like forward lines. The defense has been pretty much unchanged for the last three years. I think new faces will help um, reinvigorate the team and kind of help refresh everything um, in a way that hopefully can can build um, future success. James, did you any uh, any other thoughts you want to bring up either about this or um, about anything else Coyotes like you no know, Coyotes news related that uh, you think listeners should want to know about? I just think that um, the head coach search needs to be wrapped up soon. Um, I did a piece recently for Five for Howling that looked at the five guys that um, have been kind of confirmed to have been interviewed by the team. You said Mike Van Ryan earlier. You've also got, you know, um, Andre Tourigny, who was the assistant coach for Team Canada, who worked alongside Shane Doan um, to win gold uh, at the World Championships uh, just recently. He worked with Gerard Gallant, who's just been hired as New York Rangers head coach. Um, you've got guys that, while they might not have a lot of experience at the NHL level, either as a head coach or as an assistant, you've got a lot of promising um, promising options there. And I think that we'll hopefully see a different, a different side uh, next year to what we have over the last few years. Um, and hopefully we can start getting back on track and having a bit more of a positive feeling around the Coyotes again. Because this time last year, the Coyotes were getting ready to go into the bubble. Things like optimism was high. Um, and then a whole range of things happened that kind of knocked everyone's thoughts about the team and feelings once again. Um, and ho- hopefully, choose a new coach, pick someone, pick some players in the draft. You know, you've got a couple of second rounders. Uh, in this year's draft, so you can add a bit more to that fairly fairly bare prospect pool and start moving forward again. All right, James, how can uh, how can listeners find you in, uh, and and uh, the stuff that you write about? Uh, so you can find uh, my articles at fiveforhowling.com, part of the SB Nation network, and my personal Twitter account, uh, I'm quite active on there, is at James R.J. Reeve, which is R-E-E-V-E. Um, and you can find me talking about the Coyotes and all sorts of other sports on there. Awesome. Again, thanks again, James, for coming on. To those who are listening, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Lots of stuff to come up 
uh, still this off season, we hope to give keep you all up to date as much as we can. Once again, hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you did, don't forget to leave a five-star review for you uh, Apple people, or just subscribe if you yet to already. Um, we're again, we're available everywhere you get your podcast, not just Apple, but uh, Google, Spotify, the all new Odyssey app. And, uh, you know, again, interact with us too. I am at Rob Leonio one and at L O underscore Coyotes. Interact with us, just send us a message. Uh, we will try to interact with you back. If you have a question, we can try to answer any question you have on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.